Professional Wrestling Podcast, brought to you by me, Mitch. Uh, joining me this week, uh, as always, we have Kev. Say hello. Hello. And we have James. Hello. Hello there. How are you guys today? Splendid. How are you? Good, good. Uh, we've got, you know, reasonable shows today. We're going to talk about Survivor Series, going to talk about TLC. Kev's got uh, a great segment coming up. And... Yeah, so let's jump straight in there and go Survivor Series. Uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, Fantasy Warfare. Wow. Like, fantasy Warfare that came real. Yes. Whew. Makes it better. Yeah. I really liked it. The match? The yeah. match or the show? The match, I, I, overall I liked Survivor Series, but I actually quite enjoyed seeing Lesnar taking down a peg. Uh, he's been like the... He's he's done that. He's ran through everyone for so long that he's, the luster was kind of coming off him a bit. And I remember uh, a few episodes ago we were talking about the uh, Randy Orton fights and things like that. It was nice to see him. It was nice just to see him selling a move, being pushed over. That was that was cool. Uh, what did you guys think of that match? That fancy warfare gone real. Um. I mean, I was excited for it. I thought it was going to be fun. I was getting kind of shocked. I, I was thinking maybe they're going to not do it for some reason when I saw how little was left of the pay-per-view. Yeah, that, we had to pause it partway through the uh, SmackDown versus Raw men's match and were surprised at how little was remaining on the pay-per-view. I, I heard, actually, um, I read that apparently it was supposed to look like an actual MMA fight and that's why it was so quick because short bouts are obviously more common in actual fights rather than sort of drawn out sort of 20 minute long matches you get in WWE. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I feel like I, I watch WWE because that's what I want to see. And I'd watch MMA if that's what I want to see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't get the MMA fight impression, mainly because they would like, there were two spears and the jackhammer. It was like, you don't, you don't see people doing, they do jackhammers all the time. <laughs> yeah. So there was a push as well. There was, there was a push, yeah. Uh, and and a, a very big one at that. Uh, I, I didn't get an MMA vibe from it because I don't watch MMA. So it never occurred to me that they might be trying to do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't like it. And I, 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 I say this as somebody who wasn't really a fan of Goldberg ever. Mm -hmm. um, but my colleague for instance at work was a massive Goldberg fan and he loved the match, he thought it was great he was like, oh it's just like how Goldberg used to be, classic Goldberg and you think, oh alright then, fair enough there is definitely something I'm missing it's, it felt to me like it was almost like a nostalgia act, which seems like a strange thing to piss away the Undertaker's streak heat on like we were discussing this because I'm sure we'll talk about this more probably sort of next episode, I guess, because by then maybe we'll have finished it. But Kevin and I have been re-watching every match in The Undertaker's streak. And it's weird to think that Ric Flair's career was ended by Shawn Michaels and all the heat of Ric Flair was transferred onto Shawn Michaels. And then Shawn Michaels' career was ended by The Undertaker and all of Shawn Michaels' heat was transferred onto The Undertaker. And then The Undertaker's streak was ended by Brock Lesnar and all of that heat was transferred onto Brock Lesnar. And since then, Lesnar's been destroying people and, 
you know, he's been, you know, beat John Cena in a squash match and he was the champion for ages. He, when he lost it, it wasn't by him being pinned. He's looked completely dominant. And then that's all got transferred to a 50 year old man in under 90 seconds. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm excited to see what they do with Brock. And I'm, curious to see what they do with Goldberg I'm not excited just because I was never a Goldberg guy because I was never a WCW guy so I didn't sort of get to see him in his element really um, but I, it does seem like if they wanted to push Goldberg and they wanted to have Lesnar be defeated it was a strange choice to have those two things happen at the same time I don't know I, I it seems like it's we're not far enough removed from it for me to be able to judge it fairly but my first impression was sort of laughter of disbelief <laughs> yeah that's exactly how i felt because i um i i for once i didn't spoil myself on this mainly because i had the the monday off work so it was just like right i'll sit and watch survivor series while it's still fresh so i've not seen any spoilers and yeah paused it like you guys said at the end uh and saw like oh there's only 10 minutes of this left or whatever what what's going to go on here i thought someone's about to die uh, and I, I was absolutely convinced it wasn't going to be uh, Brock. And then, yeah, I, I actually thought it was uh, the most interesting outcome. If if Brock would have what if Brock had squashed Goldberg, it'd have been oh he came back to get his ass kicked, and a, kind of a waste. Whereas now I feel like there's at least it looks like there's some forward planning that there's there's a master plan on this hopefully yeah. it does seem like they're using it <laughs> intelligently in storylines like Heyman's been talking about how him and Brock didn't take Goldberg seriously and I think that if it had been like a 10 minute match that Goldberg eventually won then they couldn't have really used that as sort of like an out for Brock and it definitely made Goldberg look good like yeah. un undoubtedly um, so tentatively like at the time i thought it was absolutely stupid but the more removed from it the more i think it could have been the right call yeah although what definitely was not the right call was goldberg's son taking <laughs> the shirt off and parading around the ring with goldberg yeah. that was just really strange that that was weird uh it's the it's the year of uh wwe superstars wrestlers doing their doing weird things with their kids like titus o'neill kissed his son on the mouth uh he was, was in the uh, Goldberg son was uh, shirtless. You know what happens next? Shame the man yeah. 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 Kids out to watch him be sacrificed to the gods of WrestleMania. Oh, I was going to say Vince McMahon threw his son off a oh, well, yeah. not literally threw him, but encouraged him to jump off a cell. You know that's a... yeah, that's fair. Not a good year to be a son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The rest of Survivor Series I thought was a really enjoyable pay-per-view. Uh, there wasn't like a match that I thought, oh, that was a bit of a, a, a dud. I thought they kind of all seemed really nicely paced. The men's uh, SmackDown versus Raw elimination match was long, but kind of never boring. Yeah, I, they did a very, very good job at pacing that. I do have a couple of nitpicks because I wouldn't be me if I didn't. <laughs> um, you didn't like James Elwes uh, holding... Um... No, I loved that. Oh, you did yeah, like that it? That was amazing. That was arguably oh, was the great. best part of the match. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. I didn't like... I don't, as a general rule, like the amount of attention James Ellsworth has been yeah, getting this... as a character. I hate how 
he's been the focal point of the main, you know, world heavyweight title feud on SmackDown. I think that he takes up far too much TV time every week, and I'd like for him to take up less, please. Like, I'm, I'm very pleased for him that he's got a contract out of it and so on. I hope all the best for him, and he's inspirational to independent wrestlers, and that's all great, but I don't really want to see AJ Styles have to lose to him again. <laughs> um but in this match, it was perfect because they established it before, like at the start of the show. They had the promo where Mick was trying to get him to join Raw, which was stupid. But we'll ignore that. <laughs> and then him being, you know, getting intimidated by Braun Strowman. And it was like, oh, yeah, there's history between him and Braun Strowman. That's, that's, that's quite clever. And then establishing, oh, he's just a mascot. He's not doing anything of any use. And then using him as a device to get Strowman out of the match. Obviously, they wanted to protect and Strowman loses nothing from that no, especially yeah. after he destroyed Ellsworth <laughs> in, in the aftermath I have to say though that whole match went on for an hour it was really good really engaging really interesting and then JBL oh, oh yeah <laughs> the second that Bray Wyatt <coughs> pinned Roman Reigns one two three raw wins raw wins what I mean, the second that happened, we just burst out laughing. Like, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it was proper John O'Clock stuff. That yeah. Yeah. His, his cover for it as well, like, when he'd been called on it and he said, like, is what everyone wants to say. Yeah. It's oh. just embarrassing for him. Yeah, it's like, at that point, don't try and defend it. Just say, I said the wrong thing. I meant Raw loses. Like... It's not a big deal. I mean, it is because it's stupid beyond belief, but that's the route he should have gone. He should have tried to downplay it, not pretend that he was the clever one and we were idiots for taking him at face value. Yeah. It's absolute, like, this is the, the focal point of Survivor <laughs> Series. The, like, three seconds that everyone wants to know what happened, and yeah. he fucking ruins it! <laughs> yeah. To, to finish my complaining about stuff, bit of this i just want to say i think it's really stupid that they have raw win both the first two survivor series matches because it pr pretty much gave away that smackdown was going to win the third one you that's meant to be the rubber match that could go either way that's kind of the entire point of how this sort of thing's going to work also it's really annoying to me that they had all, all the you know the month or whatever build to make those matches mean even the slightest little thing and they didn't and it was like an hour and a half of the show were those three Survivor Series matches, and they were the most pointless matches on the card. They were all really good. Like, all three of them were really entertaining matches to watch and were really well-paced and, for the most part, well-booked. Like, there were things I thought were stupid, like the way that Owens and Jericho got eliminated, that sort of thing. And Ambrose coming back. Uh... Yeah. Ambrose coming back, I don't mind if they turn him heel, which they might well do. If, if it was me, they would. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like, I, I got why they did it, because it built up to one of the biggest moments at the S.H.I.E.L.D. triple powerbomb. That was cool. And Ambrose kind of had to come back to do that. But it also, it didn't make that much sense for Ambrose to do it. And the, I think JBL was pointing that out at the same time. And it was like, oh, God, no, this is... 
this has gone a bit wrong, but then the kind of unease that I was feeling about it was like, ah, no, the Shield are back together. That's kind of cool for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there are a lot of weird choices throughout the night that on, if the wrestling hadn't, if the rest of the wrestling hadn't been quite so good or the, I wasn't really feeling it, might have spoiled, spoiled things like the New Day going out really early in the tag match. I mean, that kind of spoiled how it was going to go, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was going to be how they were going to get the New Day out without sort of, like, it was one of those things where if they'd stayed in longer and lost, they'd have looked worse, but instead it looked like they were caught off guard, Yeah. which I can sort of handle a bit easier. Mm-hmm. The thing yeah. that annoyed me there is I would have liked to have seen American Alpha be the the last team for SmackDown, but I admit that that's complete bias because I love American Alpha <laughs> rather than it being a booking thing. Do you know who I, I really like? Heel Usos. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I love them. They, uh, I, I was really impressed with their work in that tag match. And... Yeah, like, to be fair, I, I was too. I thought their little, the end bit with them and Cesaro and Sheamus was arguably the best wrestling all night, possibly. Yeah, uh, another one of my favourite tag teams together, Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, I'm yeah. really loving what those guys are doing at the minute, especially, have you guys seen the segment from Raw this week? Yeah, with the paper wall. Yeah, that's... Sheamus magically giving them two pints of Guinness. Oh, is this the bar fight, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That felt really uh, attitude era to me. Uh, Like, they they don't seem to do that kind of off, outside of the arena kind of brawls, comedy segments that much anymore. And that, that felt really like kind of Al Snow and Steve Blackman go to the retirement home and uh, <laughs> Al Snow makes Steve Blackman tell jokes and Steve Blackman can't do it. It's <laughs> it's it's weird that we're talking about stuff that happened like 15, 16, 17 years ago and saying that because it's like that, it feels fresh. Yeah. But at the same time, it act, like unironically, it does because it's not happened for so long. Yeah, I, it doesn't I, feel like they're doing it as a callback in the way that everything else they do about the Attitude Era does. It feels like they're doing it because it would be good. Yeah, and because it's not exactly the same format, but it's the a similar kind of thing. I think it, it it's learning the right lessons on how to tap into that nostalgia without going look at this thing that you liked when we were good. It's this is this in the modern dayish thing. And yeah, I really, really liked uh, Sheamus and Cesaro as a tag team. Now I just hope, really hope, neither neither of them get injured, because yeah. I think they're they're on a hot streak at the minute. My hope is that the New Day, obviously they're beating Demolition's record. That's kind of a given at this point. I'd like them to beat beat it, go turn heel again, go back to being proper obnoxious heels, and yes. then. Um, Sheamus and Cesaro to get a big face victory at WrestleMania. Nice. I, think, I think there's enough legs in the story that they can drag it out to then and have that be a really satisfying moment. Yeah. It's really and also, longer. it will be really stupid if they have New Day beat Demolition's record and then like a week later they drop the belts. That will just make it look like they inflated it to have them break the record. If they have them run a few months longer, then 
yeah, it sort of establishes it as its own reign and not just we want to have a current superstar hold the record. Yeah. It's only about a fortnight till they break the record, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's this month. So Bye. that's that's only three more pay per views before they break the record. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, I wonder what in the um uh Survivor Series match, um Shane McMahon, his injury looked pretty nasty. Is he okay now? Like, what's going on in story with him? Yeah, he's just, Knocking you know, back to being Shane O'Mac, doing his dance. Because it looked like he'd been knocked out. It genuinely did. Yeah, and I think Roman was also really badly. Like, that, it looked really cool, that moment. But yeah. it also was definitely quite botchy in the Shane very clearly got maybe a concussion and Roman basically had to DDT himself <laughs> at a spike in order to do the move. Yeah. Uh, so you think it was botched and that it wasn't supposed to be as hard on Shane as it I was? I think possibly Roman was meant to get up slightly sooner so that he could do more of a normal spear and sort of cushion Shane's fall a bit. But he, they probably erred slightly on the side of making it look good rather than on protecting them. Which, I mean, with Shane, that's yeah. kind of oh. Run to the walls. <laughs> Shane doing something slight, uh, very dangerous for uh, uh, an amazing pop. Uh, yeah, that seems seems exactly what what we uh, want. A big four pay per view. I I quite like Roman in this as well. I thought Roman did a good job in that match. He maybe it was because he had other workers around him to kind of cover his uh, conditioning issues. I think Roman's been quietly getting on with being really good for the last, like, this whole year, really. He's just consistently had really good matches the whole year round. And the only problem is his awful, awful booking, which is making the fans despise him and give him go-away heat. Yeah. Like, but if you look at his matches, like, the stuff with Triple H was bad, but that's, you know, neither of them were in a good position there. But since then... It's been, what, the AJ Styles feud, which produced some fantastic matches. It's been his uh, feuds with Ambrose and uh, Rollins, which, again, produced really good match after really good match. The Rusev Hell in a Cell match was great. Yes. And then this Survivor Series match, he was arguably the star of it. I think, I think between him and AJ, probably. Oh, I'd say Bray. I thought Bray played a, a blinder I, th I thought Bray finished strongly but he didn't really do much for the first like half an hour or so which I, I know that still leaves like over 20 minutes for him to do yeah. good in but and it, he was noticeably not doing that much for most of it but is that booking or is that can we put that down to character work from Bray like well, he... yeah I'm not criticizing Bray like Bray looked good in it definitely yeah. I, th I also really like Bray and Orton together. I think that's uh, a really sensible pairing for two guys who could have languished. Yeah, because uh, it gives direction to Orton and it gives credibility to Bray. Yeah. yeah. And they play off each other quite well by both being vaguely kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was a bit hammy when they were first feuding with each other, and Orton's like face was getting uh, blurred in a mirror, things like that. Oh, it's also incredibly hammy that they're like having Orton's eyes flicker yellow on SmackDown. 
Town and stuff like that. Like the actual storyline aspect of it is still hammy and goofy as all crap and is terrible. But well, I the... thought that was because of his uh, injury to put Brock Lesnar's hat. <laughs> his eyes now just flash like that's all he said of what culture, like a malfunctioning robot. <laughs> Lesnar's permanently knocked a wire Luke. <laughs> yeah, I I think one of the best things about this pay-per-view is no one seems to have come out of it really badly. Like the guys who got done over, like uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango, they they were never they didn't have that much to lose, so going out straight away wasn't a problem for them. No, no one seems to have been buried on this pay-per-view, which I quite enjoy. It seemed I like... wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as burying, but I think Nia Jax was made to look quite weak by yeah. having her first loss on Raw B on on pay-per-view <laughs> submission. But otherwise, I mean, one out of like thirty odd people isn't so bad. Yeah, I, I think they also had to save the big per, uh, big person. The the large athlete the large athlete gets counted out for Braun Strowman. Yeah. So yeah, she she probably should have taken a pin, or there should have been some heedlessness to get her, to get to beat her. Yeah, but, like have, have Natalia eliminate her through some devious heel shenanigans. Yeah. Rather than having um, Becky Lynch just straight up beat Nia Jax. I like Nia Jax. I think she's really cool. Yeah. It's good to see, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, you get a wide variety of different body shapes in the male uh, division, so I think it's really great to see somebody that's so distinct yeah. looking in yeah. the female division as well. I, I, I agree. I thought, she, I thought she was really good in that match as well, being that kind of... in that bully role that when she was just tearing through the SmackDown team and, like, saying, tag someone else in, and she'd kill them and then tag someone else and I, I really enjoy, I thought she was booked really well until she got eliminated yeah so like Kate 2001 Royal Rumble <laughs> wrecks everyone yeah well Royal Rumble the, we, we're, we're in December now we can talk about the Royal Rumble is on its way um, yeah. we know Goldberg's going to be in it we know Brock's going to be in it so odds on those two knock, taking each other out with the Rumble I'd say is pretty spot on yeah like it seems likely doesn't it I'd, I'd kind of like for them to not like I'd like for them to have a moment in the rumble and then someone else to eliminate one of them and that to be a huge shock and for them to develop a feud like Lesnar's you know maybe he's taken Goldberg down he's delivered a German to Goldberg he's going to get Goldberg up for the F5 and then I don't know. Like, I was going to say Ambrose, but Ambrose fought Lesnar last year. This is the problem with WWE is they don't have anyone in this spot. <laughs> but I, I know, like they, they should be building someone to attack him from behind and throw him over the top rope, and for Lesnar to be pissed as fuck and just come in and I guess it wouldn't work with Bray because he's Le- a heel. Yeah, Lesnar pissed at the Wyatts. Maybe okay, Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins. He's not faced Brock at any point, as far as I'm aware, other than. The main yeah, event WrestleMania in. ran in, but that doesn't really count because he barely fought Brock. Just have Seth, Seth uh, come and eliminate Brock from behind. Brock comes back in and destroys Seth. Boom, they've got a fresh matchup for WrestleMania. Then you can put Seth over Brock and have Seth look awesome. Or if you want to keep Brock going, I'm sure 
you could do a better job of protecting second defeat than you did Dean last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then let Goldberg have another dream match because he's Braun had a very small number of dream matches in WWE, and two of them have now been against Lesnar. So let's see. I don't know Cena, Goldberg Cena. Goldberg right. Cena could be a shout there, couldn't it? So he needs Orton. Yeah. Goldberg Undertaker. They're, they're all. That's, yeah. That's going to be WrestleMania. It's going to be Goldberg Taker, right? Or Cena Taker. No, Taker's got another year left in him. Cena will be his retirement, won't it? Depends if you think Taker's got another year left in him. <laughs> I think Taker wanted to retire this year, but Cena was injured. Yeah. I tell you what, I've seen a full year of pay per views almost now. Yeah. And Royal Rumble is my favourite. I'm not just saying that because it's my first. It's just I love the format of the match, and I'm really. It has so much potential yeah. to be an awesome match. It would be really nice if they delivered on it for a change, because like this last, like 2016's Royal Rumble was the best one for a few years and still not great. Probably the best since 2010. If we could get the best since like 2004 this year, that would be nice. Like, yeah. just thinking about it, just all of the anticipation of who's going to win, who's going to go to WrestleMania, who's going to, you know. Mm. In fact, last year it was for the belt, wasn't it? Yes. It was. Yeah. yeah, Roman, one versus all. Yeah, and that was... One goes and has a nap mid-match and then <laughs> comes back out and gets booed. Oh, God. One gets unceremoniously eliminated by Triple H and they give the hope spot to Dean Ambrose. I'm excited about the Royal Rumble. It's the it's the one, isn't it? It's It has been disappointing, but I, th- I, I have faith that this year is going to be the year that the Royal Rumble is is not the best one since 2004 it's the best one since 2001 that's mm-hmm. yeah best ever okay. I'm, I'm going to be the one that points out to Jack that 2004 was better than 2001 wait hold on a second <laughs> okay so the first one I ever saw was 2001 what happened to 2004 remind me 2004 is forever tainted by the fact that it's the one that Benoit wins from number one right um, okay right if you overlook the fact that any emotional tie to the match is forever tainted by it being about a murderer, um, from a storyline booking standpoint, I contend that that was the best Rumble, certainly that I've watched like at the time. I can't compare it to, say, 1992, because I've seen that one in retrospect, but it's my favourite Rumble ever, Fair 2004. Enough. I think I'd lapsed by 2004. I was doing like other things, writing down strokes, lyrics in the back of uh, my, my textbooks and things like that, rather than thinking yeah, about wrestling. Stuff. Yeah. Is that where Benoit then gets the title shot and then him and Eddie Guerrero win? Yes. At the WrestleMania. Yeah. And Trump's in the audience. Yes, Trump. Donald Trump is in the audience. Yeah. But I don't think that's related to. Well, <laughs> suicide, but who can who, could, who know, can I'm, say? I'm, I, we can't confirm or deny either way. It was just sad when I watched that because he like Trump must be sitting there looking at Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, he watches Eddie Guerrero cheat to win to beat the American hero Kurt Angle and decides to change from Democrat to Republican there and then. <laughs> Trump's one regret about becoming president is that Eddie Guerrero's dead, so he can't deport, deport him. him. Wow. Deport him back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
God, that's Sorry, worried. I took that in a weird direction. <laughs> right. So the Royal Rumble is going to be good, huh? The Royal Rumble is going to be good. Uh, anything? Any other thoughts from Survivor Series? Did, did we Dol- miss Dol- Dolphs? I'm going to get the Cruiserweights. That was really stupid. It was. We can yeah. talk more about that when we touch on 205 Live later. <laughs> yeah. It was... A... Dolph Ziggler put his career on the line, won the won the IC belt, had it in, and then didn't even make the card, made the pre-show? I can't... No, um, he didn't even make the pre-show. Didn't even make the pre-show. Uh, he lost to Miz... The, he lost the belt to Miz, the SmackDown, before uh, the show. And I was expecting him to come and cost the Miz the belt to Sami Zayn so that um, Zayn would have the belt. But And then, instead of the title transferring to Raw, Zayn saying, and now I'm off to SmackDown. Yeah. Z- Zayn, it, I, I just feel like Zayn needs to m- make the move over to SmackDown. SmackDown could probably do with another face to... Yeah. Broaden, broaden the uh, roster a little bit, but yeah, I, probably my only complaint about Survivor Series is they couldn't find a spot for Dolph anywhere there, and it felt like a devaluation of the IC belt, which has been the best belt this year. Yeah, I don't get why. Like, I know Shane got to do his crazy spot and stuff, and he was perfectly fine in the match itself. Um, but I don't get why that spot couldn't have gone to Dolph, or even gone to Miz and had Dolph remain the champ. Yeah, so there, there's there's that, which is a shame. But mm. other other than that, a really good show. Another yeah, great... I'd like to give a special mention to Kalisto for the best recovery from a botch in the uh, entire show, I think. Remind me. Where he gets, uh, he does a sort of flip, lands, stumbles, so does another sort of uh, backwards roly poly back onto his feet. Ah, uh, yes. Carries on. I think he gets thrown off the off the top rope by. Uh, I forget exactly how it goes, but basically he stumbles and falls backwards, does a flip, looks great, carries uh-huh. on. A plus, Kalisto, well done. Almost as good as that time when uh, Rusev grabs him and bends his back in half. That's my other favourite Kalisto moment. <laughs> Genuinely gets snapped in half. Yeah. So, shall we, shall we talk about NXT TakeOver Canada? Yeah. I think they only took over Toronto. 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 I think they were less yeah. fussed about like, the Quebec rest. and Nova Scotia and so on. Montreal, <laughs> not interested. Yeah. yeah, I thought this was a an, another nice, good pay-per-view, or special. Yeah, I I mean, this you'll never guess, Jack, which uh, match was my favourite match on the card. Was it? Ooh, I'm having a look. I don't actually know which. It, there's. I'm looking at the ball, thinking there's there's an argument for all of them except maybe the tag team classic, which was still a great match. But was it Shinsuke? No, no, no. Bobby Roode. No. Asuka. Wow, this is taking longer than I expected. Yeah. Is it DIY? Uh, it's that's... DIY defeating the Royal. It's the tag team match where they do the awesome tag team wrestling and they have a great tag team time. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't ever guess. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed DIY versus The Revival. I'm, I'm a bit sad The Revival got beaten. In the I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to get promoted, which is I assume is why you're sad. 
Yeah, because they're going to be losing to like Breezango soon. Wait. <laughs> Breezango, the Ascension, and Vaude villains are looking at the revival going, come, come and join us, come and join us. And... No, the revival are better than that. They're going to, at the very least, surely they're going to like be feuding with American Alpha in meaningless tag matches while the Usos and Heath Slater and Rhino fight over the belt. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with uh, the revival could could say they've got unfinished business with American Alpha, but uh, and there's nothing wrong with having two tag team feuds at the same time. There's that's that's absolutely fine. All the better. Yeah, because tag team wrestling is great, but I, I just I don't trust them to do to. I don't trust the main roster to do tag wrestling properly. As a general rule, I don't. But keep in mind that the SmackDown head writer is the former NXT head writer, and he knows that he can just have the Revival and American Alpha wrestle the same 20-minute tag match every single week, and it will be awesome forever. <laughs> he does know that. Yeah, and I think while one thing well worth noting on this brand split is that the writing on the writing. And the booking on SmackDown is a lot better than it is on Raw. Yeah, but on Raw, they're struggling to make people give a crap about the likes of Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and so on. While on SmackDown, that making James Ellsworth and Heath Slater mega over. <laughs> yeah, and you, you could kind of tell that while watching Survivor Series. Like, the SmackDown guys were actually getting pops, and the Raw guy, well... Roman obviously got booed because that's what people do now. There was there was just a not quite Raw's not quite hitting the marks that SmackDown is, uh, despite seemingly having the deck weighted towards it. So yeah. well done. The women's match and the tag match probably were slightly more Raw just because Raw got all the best people, um, with the exception of American Alpha, obviously. Um, but in the main event, definitely the SmackDown guys were more over than the Raw guys. Like, when all ten of them were in the ring, the chants were for AJ Styles. Because how can you not chant for AJ Styles? The man is incredible. Uh, yeah, back on to TakeOver Toronto. Uh, Ty Dillinger didn't have the greatest time against Bobby Roode, but it was still a decent match. Uh, Ty Dillinger just, just seems like a born loser at the minute, though. Doesn't Can't catch a break. No, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I mean, I presume they're giving Rude an important feud going forward, and Ty will be able to recover more, because he's got that charisma. Yeah. And I think Dillinger might even get called up soon. I hope he isn't called up too soon, because I think he'll suffer from Tyler Breeze syndrome. And Apollo Crews syndrome, Baron Corbin syndrome. Every... Well, this, like, Cruz, I think his problem was that they called him up too early rather than it being a case of them not caring about him. Like, they tried to push him and it just kind of didn't work. Yeah. And Baron Corbin, they're still chugging away with. But he's at least got storylines and is winning and stuff. Yeah. No, I think Ty Dillinger could easily be wasted if he if he got up there. If he, when he goes up to the main roster because they're, they're clearly big on him they gave him a decent spot on this card he, he seems to be a, a consistent performer on NXT 
Like he's mm. he's he's on just about every week, which you don't see a lot of the time. And apart from those two Australian girls, they're on all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. This was probably my least favourite match, but still a decent, still decent. But it was pretty clear that the Authors of Pain were gonna batter TM61. I thought. Yeah, Shane Thorne got to do his cool like tope oh. off of the crane. Yes, that, that was awesome. That spot was incredible. Also, I'm becoming a really big fan of Authors of Pain. Like, given how little they've done, they're actually really quite good at being big, scary monster guys. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't get why their finishing move is still the side Russian leg sweep clothesline combo when they've got that move where they get them both their opponents up in power bombs, like bounce their backs together and slam them down, which looks really awesome. And then they end matches with a Russian leg sweep. It just looks <laughs> bizarre. But other than that, I think they're really good. And I think it will be difficult to book them over a long period of time. But so far, I'm impressed with them. I have yeah. to ask, what does TM61 mean? I think it's... I don't know what the 6-1 comes in, but it's the mighty is the TM. Oh, I thought it was Thorn Miller 61. No, it's, it's the Mighty 61. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, apparently, according to um, the Wikipedia, it's they were originally called the Mighty Don't Kneel. Um, and for some reason, when they signed for NXT, they changed the Don't Kneel to 61. <laughs> I don't know what the significance of that is. Well... I mean, Jack, you play Pokemon, don't you? Yeah, I was going to say, is it like, is that it's not to do Earthquake with the or something? Yeah. I was going to ask him. I was going to have that as a, the tiebreaker of who was going to start the comedy round. But oh, okay. well, I already knew it, so it wouldn't have worked. <clears throat> I was going to ask you. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, this is this is great podcast material. Me yeah, up stuff Rick, uh, but uh, very 6-1 well is a straight Leo's dial code is plus 6-1. Oh, like the 609 is the uh, dial code for where... Uh, Wait, the series, yeah, six one nine. Six one nine. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Cesaro did a six one nine. Cesaro's doing it all the time. Like I, I've seen him in a, do it in a couple of matches now, and the commentators say something, like, and that's a da, 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 whatever the move actually is, otherwise known as the six one nine. It's like, what are you doing, cheeky boy, Cesaro? Uh, that's Ray's move, but Cesaro can do what he wants. As far as it's, I'm... it's amazing that he's able to hit it. But it looks like he hits it in slow motion because of how big he is. Yeah, yeah. He's a. It, it's also really weird seeing a, yeah, seeing a guy who is that tall when you're used to seeing Ray, who's tiny, doing it. It's like, yeah, cool. That is that is a cool move. Uh, and Cesaro with his just insane core strength can pull it off. Yeah. And look beautiful, like insanely strong. Yeah, uh, Mickey James's return and defeat. <coughs> it was nice. Uh, it was good to see Mickey James back in the ring, but yeah, she was she wasn't ever really going to win the match, was she? No, she looked good. It was it was nice to see her go for it. I liked the um, mind games that her and Asuka had going on with like the helping each other back into the ring. That that was cool. I like. I also really like that Asuka. It looks like she might be turning heel. 
Yeah. Uh, she refused the handshake and instead just thrust her title in Nikki's face after the match. It's yeah. like, it, it kind of works that Asuka, you know, she's a big monster heel. She's been arrogantly proclaiming how no one can defeat her. It makes you excited to see if someone can actually take the belt away from her if she's heel. Yeah. Good move. Yeah, it was it it was decent. I think that's the only way they can. Like, I think Asuka on the main roster is probably going to ha- happen sooner rather than later, because either of those, either of SmackDown or Raw's women's division would be a lot stronger with her on it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And Joe beat Nakamura, which is a shock. Yeah, yeah, it surprised me. I assumed that it was going to be Joe's last match in NXT. That was probably Shinsuke's last match. Oh no, Shinsuke wants his rematch, doesn't he? Yeah, they've uh, got their rematch this Saturday or Sunday in um, in Japan. They're having their rematch. It's very exciting. But yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those guys is coming up soon. Like the the they're ready for it. Uh, so, yeah. they, both, they were both ready for it basically before they joined, weren't they? Yeah, they, oh absolutely, they were ready, main event level already, just kind of adapting to the WWE style or adapting I think Shinsuke is learning English more than anything else. Yeah. And he has, I mean he's talking now in promos and stuff isn't he? So yeah. it's like if he, if that's what he was doing, which we suspect he was, it's working, so Yeah, yeah very good Great, uh, <coughs> great weekend of wrestling there from yeah. from from those old boys at the WWE. Shall we have a look at what's going to happen at TLC? Yeah, let's go back to being negative. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't think it's going to be like that. Uh, other than the overexposure of this, of the gimmick event is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the fact that we have six matches on the card. One of them is a chairs match. One or. Let's do it in proper, proper order. One of them's a tables match, one of them's a ladders match, <laughs> one of them's a chairs match, and one of them's a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Which so, is just a tables match. Is that the one where when you break the table, the yeah, match is yeah. over? You win by putting your opponent through the table. And then the ladder match is where something's hanging above and you have to get it? Yes. And a chair match, you can just hit people with chairs. Yeah, yeah it's just chairs are legal. But okay. you're not allowed to hit them on the head anymore because of concussions and stuff. So it's just a guy getting hit over the back with a chair. And they yeah. always they always seem to give it to the the dullest match on the roster. Like uh, last year, it was was it it was Del Rio and was it Callisto again? Who was, Possibly. I'm, I'm gonna have to go check that. I'm sure it was uh, 2015. Was definitely Del Rio. 2015, it, Del Rio defeated Jack Swagger in a chairs match. Of course. Yeah. Of course. How could you forget How the memorable Del Rio Swagger feud? <laughs> What's happening with Swagger now? He was losing on Raw, so he joined SmackDown, and now he's not doing anything on SmackDown. He's not been seen. So, exciting times. Wow. For Jay Swag. Yeah, so that's Callisto Corbin chairs match. Yeah. Nikki Bella Carmella no dis- no disqualification match. I mean, their feud's been good. I hope this is the last match in it. Yeah, and I hope it's Carmella getting the rub on it to come out. 
I mean, presumably Becky's going to beat Alexa and Becky needs someone else to face afterwards. So it would be nice to see Carmella win. Yeah. And if, what the no DQ stip allows them to do is to have Nikki be about to beat Carmella and then Carmella use a weapon to get the upper hand and win. And that way, even though by the rules of the match, Carmella's won fair and square, it still makes it look like Nikki's still good. She can keep her heat. She won't look too weak. Yeah. And then can be like, I just defeated Nikki Bella. You know, hottest chick in the ring wants to be women's champion. <laughs> Who? That That's one thing that we didn't cover. Who are we supposed to think attacked Nikki Bella? Has that been because so she couldn't compete? At Survivor yeah. Series, are we ever going to find that out, or is it just Maybe that we're going to find out it's Natalia? So she and that can way, Natalia and Nikki can feud. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. It would, it would just seem like that's that'd be a waste <coughs> of a because it's it seemed weird anyway. Like you'd you'd assume they had a plan for it to go somewhere. Yeah. But I think far too often I assume that they've got a plan to go somewhere and they don't. <laughs> well, it would be they specifically made a point of us not knowing who it was who'd attacked Nikki Bella. Like if they just wanted to get Natalia into the match because it was in Canada, then they could just as easily have had it already be revealed that it was Carmella to help push this feud. That's true. Yeah. There'll be some. It could. It could also be Eva Marie because she's due to come back. Yeah. This yeah. is where we find out that they've already said it was Carmella, and we just didn't notice. You just, we just missed that completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's Nikki Bella, Carmella, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, pretty much covered. Callisto covered. So Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Yeah, like they they're not gonna do it, are they? They're not gonna actually let the White family win something. Huh. Can you imagine? That'd I, be good. I don't think they'll win, but I'd like them to. Yeah. I think, like we were saying before, I think that their partnership is actually working really well for both of them. And why not give the tag division more focus and let let them hold the belt? Like, what harm does that do? No, no harm whatsoever. The only thing is, I think Heath Slater and Rhino are. A really good te- team, but there's there's a lot of really good teams on SmackDown. So... Yeah, Heath and Rhino are established enough now that I don't think they need the belts. Like they definitely needed them for the last couple of months. Otherwise, it would they you know you'd assume they'd just break up when they lost the belts. But now, you know, they've they've sort of they've got past the novelty of oh they just were thrown together for the tag team tournament and so on, and they actually just feel like a team. Even though Heath's music still starts with "I'm just one man," <laughs> <laughs> that's there's a you know the the irony of that is one of my favourite things about them as a tag team. Uh, yeah, uh, but the I think Bray and Randy rocking about with the tag titles for a bit could be interesting. Yeah, and I think it's more likely that Orton turns on Bray and they feud to the Royal Rumble. Because surely it's not going to be a permanent thing. But I'd, I'd, I'd prefer the version where it runs for another good few months. What, it's, got, it's got the legs. What if uh, Orton <laughs> turns on Bray in the Royal Rumble and we've got another WrestleMania match set up there? Yeah, that, that would work too. Who knows? 
I, in my head, I've just got constant betrayals in the Royal Rumble happening. I'm like, Cesaro and Sheamus knock each other out of the Royal Rumble. Goldberg and Lesnar knock each other out of the Royal Rumble. Wyatt and Orton knock each other out of the Royal Rumble. That's With Cesaro and Sheamus, I'd like them to have a fight in the Royal Rumble match, eliminate each other, and then the next, like, you know, them to, like, maybe by that point they're bringing pints to the ring or something, and then just go... <laughs> walk back up the ramp drinking pints together yeah and it used to be they've got a relationship where they're, they're a tag team they're you know they're drinking buddies they're friends with each other they'll happily beat the shit out of each other because they still don't like each other they're just friends yeah i i can i can see that happening i can that they just need to keep going with it just more more cesaro sheamus please uh so that it's really... actually turning sheamus face which is good yeah, like one of them could knock the other out and then be like, oh, you know, oh dear, what, you know. Sorry. I sort of say, you know. And the other one would be like, that's fine, mate. Spirit of the game, isn't it? You know. <laughs> Get some proper European drinking culture in it. Get, yeah. you know, I hate this guy. He's my best mate. <laughs> yes. So I think that really just leaves our main event, AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose in a tables, ladders and chairs match for the WWE Championship. Seems pretty legit, but yeah. I feel like AJ Styles and Ambrose have been feuding forever now. Hmm. Since yeah, the... this is to get used to the brand split. Yeah, this this is the brand split. Like it was. If you want to know why they've been feuding forever, I'll ask you: Who does AJ move on to after he beats Ambrose? Samoa Joe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Out of the current SmackDown roster. <laughs> Yeah, there's no one for him to... He's battered everyone now, hasn't he? And I think he's probably... Everyone in this case is John Cena and Dean Ambrose. Sure. Yeah. The only other big name they have is Randy Orton, and he's in the Bray Wyatt storyline. Like, who else? There's Kane. Oh, God. Kane getting a... So excited to. Uh, that's a good question. Raw, I think. Mark Henry. Oh my days! Is Mark Henry still about? Yeah, he is, isn't he? I think so. I mean, yeah, like this is actually the level of names that we're suggesting. You could do, like, it's the Royal Rumble next for SmackDown, so I guess you could do. I know we were just literally mocking him like a few minutes ago, but have you know like a twenty-man over-the-top rope battle royal, like as part Royal Rumble prep. Part the winner of this faces AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble for the belt, and then have one of the lower card people like Apollo Cruz surprise win it, and then he can safely lose to AJ without losing credibility, and if anything, gain credibility for taking AJ to the limit or whatever. AJ gets another win on the road to WrestleMania. No, I think I've got it. I think that's going to happen. Um, when's Finn Balor coming back? Uh, not for a bit, yeah. No? Yeah, not for a bit. It sure would be like Cena at the Royal Rumble. I don't uh, think Rumble he's like back, Cena. <laughs> take out AJ Styles, and then he comes back, because he was on Raw, wasn't he? Yeah. He comes back on SmackDown, and that would be a feud worth watching. The only problems with that, aside, well, first the injury, not him not being ready to come back, and also the suggestion that SmackDown will get a top guy from Raw. I know you didn't watch during the last brand split, but that's not the way around it goes. The way around it goes is SmackDown spend the year building up stars and putting on a good show while Raw can't use the people it's got. And then someone that was wasted on Raw goes to SmackDown, and someone that was at the very, very top of SmackDown's card goes to Raw, and you think, 
SmackDown got screwed in the brand split here. Why would anyone watch SmackDown now? And then SmackDown will make it work, and then the next best guy on SmackDown will go to Raw next year, and that cycle will repeat until they get rid of the brand split. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's the way around that goes. You, like, it's more likely that AJ will go to Raw to feud in the mid-card with Finn Balor. Oh. Yeah. God. I love how much to make you both of you sad because you know it's true. Oh, it, it is absolutely true. It's a, it's a real shame, but I don't get why then they they gave the best writer in the company the SmackDown job. Like maybe he's... he'll he'll be the one that transfers over in the uh, in the draft. <laughs> I, I don't like perhaps or. I don't, I don't know the office politics of WWE, but I get the impression that whoever writes Raw is pretty comfortable and not not willing to give up that role, which is probably why the NXT, the good NXT writer went to SmackDown, because oh. Raw's such a, a kind of product, machine production line uh, show. Yeah. By the way, of note, I just googled head writer of SmackDown to be able to say the name of the guy, <laughs> and in the list of uh, current writers for WWE SmackDown, do you want to say what the fourth name on that list is, Ken? Yep, Google has handily suggested Dusty Rhodes. Oh. <laughs> I thought that SmackDown's booking of late seemed a bit lifeless. I'm only thinking Vince and Stephanie like, sitting in the room with the lights out like Dusty if you could hear us move the glass. <laughs> oh, I just imagined like his corpse just sort of like stuffed and propped up in a chair. Any disagreements here? You know, anyone want to you know, lend any voice of support? And Stephanie just gets behind Dusty and sort of shakes the chair so that he nods back and forth. So, oh, right. Thank you very much. Ryan Ward is the lead writer for SmackDown, yes. and Edward Kosky is the lead writer for Raw. So watch that being the draft changeover next year. So will they redraft then? How does it work? I mean, if they do it the same as they used to, then like at some point in like the month after WrestleMania, they will randomly move X number of people from Raw to SmackDown and SmackDown to Raw. It'd be more fun if they just redid the draft, wouldn't it? Yeah, but that won't happen. It'd be fun, though. It'd be fun, as long as Stephanie didn't get as much mic time as last time she did. Oh, yeah, that was a lot, but, wasn't it? Um, and also, no mention of the phrase CrossFit Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that would be ideal. But, um, yeah, I, there was an infamous one a few years ago where Cena moved from Raw to SmackDown and then back to Raw in the same draft. Oh, yeah. So, I'm not sure if you guys know, but I am a linguist. That's what my degree is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I have an interest in languages. So, uh, when we saw on a certain website of uh, fake wrestling news, they put through some wrestling promos through various language translations, um, and it came up with some pretty funny results. And so, uh, we thought we'd give it a go ourselves, didn't we? Yeah. I, I think the moment where it was like, okay this is genius is when it translates CM Punk's pipe bomb promo and changes hey Colt Cabana how are you doing to hey horse hut how are you doing <laughs> uh, Austin 316 insists I just punished your donkey was also fantastic absolutely 
So what I was going to do is I will give you a, uh, I'll give one of you at a time a promo, sort of a, a snippet from a promo of a few sentences long. You have to read it to the other and they have to guess where it came from. Okay. There's also a tiebreaker if you both uh, get all of them. So uh, well, I was going to ask whoever guessed 61. Oh, I guessed <laughs> it already. First. So that all means right. I get to go first, right? Sure thing. Right, hold on a second. Yeah. I'll give you this one then. <clears throat> Sorry, it's taking me a few moments to figure out how to keyboard. There you go, if you'd like to read this to Jack, please. Okay. Okay, you ready, Jack? I am ready. What you'll need to do is tell me who said it, and then a little bit of context if you know it. Right. Okay. No, if anything I can do in my life that I can do, attention every night, the speculators are not, the teacher can't do it, is not the President of the United States cannot stop the bleeding, but at the same time the pro-puncher. This is the first time that I've noticed in my professional life and this is the way that I'm going to continue. <laughs> right. The pro puncher. Can I just have that last line again? Uh, this is the first time that I've noticed in my professional life, and this is the way that I'm going to continue. No, I've got no, I, I've got no idea. I have no idea on that one. Really? Shall I read you the original then? You can see if you know that. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be nice if I could do something in my life where I could do this all the time? Get that attention every night? Stockbrokers can't do it. Teachers can't do it. The President of the United States can't bleed for a living. But pro wrestlers can. It's the first time that I realised I had a calling in my life and I followed it right down the line. No, I have no idea. It's Mankind talking oh. to JR about bleeding. Ah, okay. Should, should have, yeah, should have made an educated guess that it would be a Mick Foley. Uh, <laughs> With the first one. Yeah. All right, Jake, it was quite short, I think, but it should hopefully be uh, a good one. This <clears throat> excites me. <laughs> I want to tell you that you're poultry. People show and it follows. Pictures, people tell love. I come and I promise that he has promised I will return is the name of the eye. A year from now, I'll be back. But thou, oh Daniel, isn't it? But I'm a scared. No, I don't need propellers. <laughs> okay, um... You can look at it written down here. You can see it written down if you like. I can see it written down. Okay. So I want to tell you that you're poultry. <laughs> it's a strong opening. <laughs> and the, the fact that it says Daniel seems like it limits it slightly. I'm going to try. Like, the problem is, what my brain is offering me is Bray Wyatt. But 
I'm worried that that's just because this version of it sounds like a pretty wild <laughs> Yes, the name of the eye a year from now I'll be back does sound like a prophecy. That's, but I think... that's what I was thinking, Bray Wyatt, as well. But that also I seems think... too obvious. The key is, um, I think, but I'm a scared. Or also, no, I don't need propellers. What is propellers? I mean, that just made me laugh. Um... <laughs> Turners. <laughs> okay. Blades. Do you want to guess, Gordon? You said you had a guess in mind. Oh, it was going to be Bray Wyatt. Can I tell you what this is? Shall I read yeah. out what it is? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the real version. Let me tell you about a coward. Let me tell you about a guy who tells his WWE fans, oh. people that he loves, that he'll be back. He promises them. I promise you, I'll be back in one time to claim this title. Sorry, in one year's time to claim this title. But you didn't, Daniel, did you? But I'm the coward. I'm the one who doesn't love the fans. Uh, it's the fans are for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Talking smack. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. We're rubbish. <laughs> All right, so, so... This is one for me to read for Jack, is it? This is one that I find uh, amusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my... Okay. What on earth? Right. No, this is fine. That that this is just me muttering. This isn't the actual thing. I'll also send it to Jack so you can see it, shall I? I'll, I'll read it first. And okay. Then we can send it. You want bread? Not see it because I remembered that bread. I've only been once, and I'll do it again. When bread strike people dear, I could not even that I failed. And he went to the island at night. The ring and looked into my eyes as a man can say, I'm not drunk, I only once, and screw back, because bread assassin. I'm going to send this to Jack because it's got some interesting um, punctuation, which I think is a phrase that only a linguist can say, really. Yeah. (laughs) But bread strike people dear. It's bread and then strike people in uh, quotation marks, and dear as in the animal, which is capitalised. Yeah, I, I think I get what that should be, without having... Uh, so if you know what bread means... I, I can take a guess at that bit, but the strike people and deer... And then also because bread assassin later yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm speechless at this. Uh, I, I haven't seen it. Can I have a, a guess? A guess? So, I'll ask Jack. Do you want James to have a guess? Yeah, yeah, you, you go for it, because I've got no idea. Okay, well, it strikes me that strike people is kind of like hit man and uh... deer top. So I'm assuming in some language or another, Brett means bread. Yes. So then it becomes, you want Brett? I don't want not see it, because I remembered that Brett. <laughs> I've only been once and I'll do it again. When Brett the Hitman Heart, I could not even that I failed. And he went to the island at night. I think this word here that I'm going to highlight might... Yeah, screw. Is, is it Vince's Brett's... I, Brett screwed Brett? It's actually Shawn Michaels' I screwed Brett. Ah. So the actual quote, if you don't want to look away for a second, yeah. is, <clears throat> you want Brett... You're not going to get Brett, because I screwed Brett. I did it once, and I'll do it again. 
if Brett the Hitman Hart had any guts and walked down that aisle tonight, <laughs> stepped into this ring and looked me eye to eye like a man, I'd say, Hitman, I screwed you once and I'll screw you again. Is that his, Shawn Michaels is a heel in like 2005 when he was in Canada healing it up against Hogan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got the context. I'll take that. Like, <laughs> it was talking about Brett and I got the yeah, this, oh, really good, Jack's one. <laughs> okay. Jack's one to read to you. Right. <laughs> but I really don't want to do Austin, idiot. I stone cold Steve Austin is done. Austin, because of course, never, never will I forget. And now Austin, Texas Austin, you know, no. Do not pay the price. Want in the world, Austin, simple life about hell. The depth, no! But now I want to thank the blood, my infant, Shane McMahon. Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be Vince talking about Stone Cold at some point. Yeah, it's got to be... Uh... That, that there are approximately three million Vince complaining complaining about Austin. Uh, but was there a handicap match between? They had a ladder match, didn't they? Yeah. The McMahon's versus Stone Cold. And so I guess it's in the build up to that because I I love Austin's simple life about hell. <laughs> <laughs> what it is. Is actually the longest part that Vince says during the. It was me, Austin. It was me, Austin. So the actual quote is, but you know, I really didn't want to have to do it. Austin made me. Stone Cold Austin made me fool you. He made me because Austin, I had to teach you a lesson that you would never ever forget. And now Austin, Austin, you know, there is no price I will not pay. There is no depth that I will not stoop. To make your life on earth, Austin, a total, complete, living hell. But right now, I would like to thank my own flesh and blood, my son, Shane McMahon. <laughs> and that was... So, what was the simple day bit? That was, uh... I'll make your life a living hell. Once on this world... There's no depth I will not stoop to make your life on here on earth, Austin, a total, complete, living hell. And it was translated as... Once in the world, Austin, simple life about hell. The depth, no. <laughs> simple life about hell sounds like a, an emo band from the mid-90s. Yeah, really oh, well, uh, do you want to do the fifth one then, Kevin? We'll both guess. All right, I'll read it out to you guys. <clears throat> I'll try not to do a voice for this one. Oh, please do a voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, hold on. That's the actual quote. It's, it's <laughs> saying that that was almost as good as the um what it's done is it's translated it through multiple languages and it's still ridiculous my present is too large to fit on the carpet to use my gift of the king free in the afternoon of the air by the name of robust robust the belief that i expunge evil mystery of our family plant forever i'm going to do after the name robust that's why I invited all those present, because these events must be documented. Please light this fire, 
for my beloved wife. This fire roasts forever on your behalf, and you just lost when the brother of Nero has been erased! <laughs> right up until brother of Nero, I was so ready to call that as being King Booker. Yeah, I was I was like, this is definitely King Booker. Like, he's the only guy who's ever talked about his wife. Uh, and yeah, it's, but no, it's, it's broken Matt Hardy talking yeah. about deleting brother Nero. After the final. Well, raising in this case. I just found that when I when I tested that one, my present is too large to fit on the carpet. Yeah. Which is a translation of my gift is too enormous to be confined by a material possession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Oh. That was a, some good translations there. I. Some good, bad translations. <laughs> robust. Robust. What is robust? Hardy. Oh, oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> the name robust. <laughs> it's so funny, the, the names that get dear, hardy. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. I feel like bread. As soon as I saw that one, I was like, this is a keeper. <laughs> How do you find that? Did you just sort of look up famous promos and then shove them through random languages until it sounded funny? There's actually a app which puts it through multiple languages for you. <coughs> so I cheated. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I did find... I found my favourite promos, basically. Nice. Um, it's a good job I didn't do it. It would just be various, like, rock promos. This is the problem, though. Can you believe this? There is not a script of the final deletion on the internet. Ah. So that's what I had to be like. I'm in my room. Don't come and disturb yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I had to put on music earlier so that I what didn't accidentally overhear whatever you were transcribing. I just need some time alone, okay? And that's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Two hundred five live. Let's chat about two hundred five live. The cruiserweights are getting their own show, and it's the eighth hour of wrestling TV that they're putting out now. Three Raw. Three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, one hour of NXT, one hour of 205 Live. Um, then this... you've got the pre-shows, the post-shows, the fact that every other week there's a pay-per-view. <laughs> um, I think it's fair to say there's, you know, there's there's more than one hour a week, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you can't really complain about not getting your money's worth out with the network. But if, if quantity is your defining criteria, then definitely you cannot complain at this point. But who's got the time to watch all that wrestling? Like I'd say I'm pretty up on it, and I spend most of my Sunday catching up on the wrestling of the past week. Um, I assume that their business plan at this point is to assume that nobody other than freaks will actually see all of it, and that you just they just want to make people pick and choose their favorite parts so if you're more of a mainstream watcher you watch raw if you're slightly more hipster you watch smackdown if you're us level of hipster you know you watch nxt and 205 live and <laughs> i'm going to insist on calling it that <laughs> 205 live uh, you're right you're going to call it that for the rest of your life yeah it's going to be great 
I'm I'm quietly hopeful about this show because the it's like roots are clearly in the cruiserweight classic, which was great. There's just a few things that are putting me off. One, does it need to be live? Other than you know the catchy name two hundred and five live, I didn't. I kind of think there's a there's a bit more freedom with a taped show that could suit it. Like NXT's fine not going out live. Why can't the cruiserweights and then put a bit more time into characters and promo work backstage? Yeah, that's I I completely agree. That's one of my two gripes, and the other one is related to it. If it just if it's not live, you don't have to have it go out right after SmackDown, which is a terrible time to do it. You've just seen all the important main events of SmackDown, and now you get to watch these guys that currently you don't care about do wrestling for an hour. Like asking people, basically sole. Uh, draw is their quality of wrestling to follow what is usually an AJ Styles main event um, seems like a poor idea mm. yeah it's, it's tough and especially with what's the one they filmed before Smackdown, uh, main event that's, that's a four hour show that you're at there yeah it's a, that's a long time to be to be sat, sat there. and it's kind of I feel like it's setting up for a fall a, li- a little yeah, cruiserweights on Raw, and then it being taped after SmackDown. It's like there's immediately issues, and it seems like it's only a matter of time before either it gets changed to not be live, or it gets pre-taped like back in Florida or something. Which is a sh- like they should have thought about this before they started doing it. And I mean, everyone was surprised when Kalisto didn't win the cruiserweight title. At- Survivor Series because it meant that the Cruiserweights were still going to be on Raw while their main show was on SmackDown or after SmackDown. Yeah, it's it kind of just they should the Cruiserweight title even be. Uh, I I kind of feel like the division should be split across both and the champion goes the champion is like a floating champion between 205 SmackDown and Raw. And then that would be nice, except that they don't do that for any of the other titles. So it'd be weird and special. Yeah, that, and that's that's cool, isn't it? Because then you're like, oh, what? Well, what happens when the guy, if the guy loses, does he get stuck on the show that he, he's lost on? Or the the clearly everyone's jumping in, in and out of these. It's not like they a lot of the time they're filming them in the same place anyway, like. Yeah. The problem I have with that idea of, oh, what's going to happen, is that you know that they would be inconsistent as shit with it and it would piss me off. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a nice idea. It, what, there's been like one episode out so far? Yeah, I'm not going to shit on the execution of the show itself. Cause, I mean, for starters, I haven't actually seen that one episode yet. Um, but I'm uh, going to question some of the admin behind it. <laughs> I have heard Jack Gallagher's on it though, so yes, I've also heard that. That's... How much does he need to pair up with the Lord villains? No, keep he, him away. He's over. Huh? He's, he's over. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, 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 for him. He Great. needs to stay way away from the Vaud villains. He needs to. I mean, I love the Vaud villains. I'd I'd like them to 
pair them up after Jack Gallagher has some heat, so you can transfer some of it to the Vaud villains, and we can start taking. This is what I mean. I'm just talking from a style perspective. I'm just talking from a oldie fashioned. Oh, yeah, I, I, I completely see the the. They mesh well. It's just that right now they don't treat the Vaud villains properly. I know, right? Need to build them both up and then team them together after. And then make them fight the shield at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. And win. <laughs> nah. Because Rollins stabs his shield partners in the back. <laughs> and uh, all, like, it's like, oh, Rollins has got quite a beard at the moment. I don't know what's going on. And then like they shave him, uh, shave the mustache in. Uh, <gasps> dun dun dun. <laughs> It's been a while since we've had a, a, a live shaving at a WrestleMania. <laughs> what was the last live shaving? Trump shaving Vince McMahon? I believe it was. Wow. Yeah. A couple of years before that, we had Victoria shaving Molly. Good old-fashioned shaving. Yeah. Kurt Angle got shaved at one point, didn't he? Yeah, that wasn't at WrestleMania, though. No. That was hair versus hair match against Edge. And it's like, I wonder who's going <laughs> to lose this one. Is it going to be the guy whose hair looks really cool and lends him sort of like a vague badass feel? Or is it going to be the guy who's sort of a bit of a comedy geek who's balding? <laughs> oh my God. Tough call. Who would you book in a hair versus hair match today? Um, Baron Corbin, because he needs to be the one that loses it. And Xavier Woods, because then there'd be real jeopardy. <laughs> uh, I would say Baron Corbin seems like the obvious one because he is losing his hair. <laughs> Pretty obvious. Like, it's, yeah. it's clearly on its way out. I feel like um, instead of it, a career, when Dolph put his career on the line for the Intercontinental title, the line. it should have been, yeah, but so should have missed because then one of them losing their hair, like, the, the hair's. For both of them, it's quite important to their all-round look and persona. Who and would it, you lose that? I'd probably be Dolph, just to get more heat on Miz. Then what does what? Where does that leave Dolph? Just bald man. Uh, <laughs> just make make him suffer. Shorn of hair, shorn of title. Yeah. Shorn of dignity. Oh, uh, it can't be Kane, can it? Uh, he's not going to be in the uh, in the hair versus hair. Kane has a hair versus hair match with the mask on, and then just takes off the mask with the hair <laughs> attached to it. And he's like, fine, whatever, I'll go back to being corporate again for a bit. I, w- I would actually really laugh at like a hair versus hair match between uh, like Bullock, uh, the club. Uh, <laughs> just uh, a completely pointless hair versus hair match. Because everyone uh, in it is bold. <laughs> Hair versus hair over the top rope battle royal with like every bald person. <laughs> Cesaro. Yeah. yeah. That's Cesaro. Gold, the big show. Yeah. I've had uh, the, t- the stupidest match. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Right. The Baldy Battle this Royal. <laughs> We've basically said it all. <laughs> and then have one guy with hair and have him. Like be the person either that wins it, that is the last person eliminated, or that is the first person eliminated. It's like, oh fuck's sake, all the Japanese gone already. <laughs> it's not like Seamus, so it's like. <laughs> oh. That'd 
That is devastating. Oh, actually, no, I, I've got who I want to lose the hair versus hair match mm -hmm. now. Roman Reigns. Ooh. See, that, I think that could really work for him I as well, I want to see if he will still flourish, even if Vince loses his boner for him. And I, I don't mean a figurative one, I mean a literal one. I think Roman changing up his look is not necessarily the worst thing they could do for him. Uh, if he kind of... He's not going to disappear for a bit, but yeah, he loses the hair versus hair. He's suddenly got really short hair and maybe change his ring attire a bit. I think that would soften people towards him. Because it, yeah. it either yeah. makes him sympathetic because he's had to change what change his act up, or he can double down on, like, look what you people have done to me, and, you know, become I awesome that way. I don't jeans. No. <laughs> no that, it, maybe he should wear jeans. That would make him cool. You want to have... Do you remember that photo of him, Jack? I do remember that photo of him, yes. Did that. it make him cool? No, it didn't. Jeans uncool. He, he still had long hair then, though. Imagine him with no hair and jeans. Well, you you want him to get like that the Kevin Nash hair versus hair treatment, where he lost a hair versus hair match and just sort of got a crew cut. Yeah. Not let's not go overboard. Let's just Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles in a crew cut versus crew cut match. <laughs> I'm going to have a perm versus perm match. <laughs> Do you get the feeling that maybe we're wrapping this podcast up? <laughs> now, I feel that that is a good spot to end the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We have been The K Word. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, The K Word, Twitter at K Word Wrestling. If you are listening to this on iTunes, give us a little thumbs up and maybe a little review, say... I really enjoyed the hair versus hair chat. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, I believe that's all I've got to say. Uh, so it's a goodbye from me. Kev? That's a goodbye from me. And James? Yeah, robust. <laughs>